This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Logan Keller. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar and get exclusive rewards at patreon.com slash run jump stomp. Episode 158 of Switchcraft is also brought to you by OPC. Head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash OPC to directly support the show and get a fantastic gaming chair that can support you. I'm sitting in one right now and it is extremely comfortable. Very, very happy with my OPC. Again, that's runjumpstomp.com slash OPC to get your gaming chair. Switchcraft is normally recorded three times a week on Tuesday, Thursday at 3 p.m. Today is a little bit late. It is currently 3.22 p.m. U.S. Eastern. That's because I had about three feet of snow in front of my garage. I couldn't even get into the house. I had to shovel it all before I came in. Uh, and we also record the show on Saturday at whatever time I can get around to it. Uh, tune in live at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp and you will be doing the same thing that Kodiak Moonwolf did, Vaxer did, Disco Dave 29, AR Slea, JL Vern 41, I like Jet or no, like Jet Ski, Link 31 254, Mikey B playing, Nintendo Dork 2012, Pudding, TF Wagner, and all the lurkers. You guys are awesome. Thank you for joining me while I record the show live. If you are looking for ways to get a hold of me, you can do so by sending an email to runjumpstomp at gmail.com. You can tweet at me at runjumpstomp. Um, you can call and leave a voicemail at 260-RUN-JUMP. That's 260-786-5867. And you can join our Discord by heading on over to runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. And there's all kinds of uh, people in there chatting all the time too. So make sure that you do that. I got a lot of email uh, telling me about all of the different games that people regretted buying. Um, so I'm just going to list off a couple of them. There was too many for me to go through everybody's. Uh, I did have one person said that they wish they hadn't bought Skyrim. They said it was a little too buggy for them. Uh, I had somebody say that they were unhappy that they picked up the... Um, Oh, gosh, the NBA Playgrounds game, although they are looking forward to playing Shaq Fu. So I guess there's that. Uh, I had a whole bunch of other games. Somebody actually sent me in a, a, an email, said that they had picked up Vroom in the Night Sky. So there's that. And uh, there's, a, there's a lot of games out there that are not great games for the Switch. We're going to take a little bit of time to talk about that right after this. <laughs> so... I've been kind of thinking about this for a while and it was it actually came up in the discord today. We were talking about how somebody asked if, if anybody was going to be picking up bingo for the Nintendo Switch. Now, to be honest, I have not looked at the eShop today, but the last time that I looked at the eShop, I was seeing a lot of what I would consider shovelware, or at least that was my, what my gut reaction was telling me when I looked at it. A lot of shovelware has made its way onto the eShop, and it seems like Nintendo is taking a far more hands-off approach with what is getting on the eShop, and that, that has good repercussions, and that has bad repercussions as well. Um, the good part of that, it means that it's easier for developers who, you know, want to make a really great game 
and put in the work, it, it makes it easier for them to get on the platform of their choice. And I'm always for that. However, one of the bad repercussions is that people are doing lazy what what I am assuming are lazy ports because I haven't personally uh, played a lot of these games, but I was just going through the eShop the other day and I was like, man, it looks like a lot of mobile ports. And that doesn't mean that mobile ports are a bad thing, but usually it is a bad thing. And, I, you know, it just it, it makes me worry because I, I, I Googled it and I guess there's there's like over 500 games on the Switch already. And that could be wrong. And that was according to Wikipedia. It could be wrong. Uh, but over 500 games on the Switch. There are over 800 games planned or announced for the Switch already. And the system is only a year old. And one thing that makes me worry about this is Steam. Uh, I am a big fan of Steam as a platform for buying my games because if my hardware dies, my account stays with me. And if I buy a new computer, I can then install those games that I previously purchased on Steam on an old computer. I can install them onto a new computer. And I like that. Uh, I like how easy they made it for me to find games for PC. It used to be where you would have to go to uh, the local gaming store and they would have just a few games out and you would look through them and uh, maybe you'd find what you want maybe you wouldn't but if they didn't have the game that you were looking for then you were out of luck and you just had to deal without having that game or you had to go to another store and hope that they had it uh, so i like what steam did but they've been taking a hands-off approach lately and because of that hands-off approach there's a lot of garbage just hot poop on a stick in the steam store and i feel like i'm sensing the same pattern because because uh nintendo switch supports unity as an engine uh, a lot of the games that were made on uh steam as these uh just kind of shovelware garbage games a lot of them were made in unity and so it's pretty easy for the developers to make a fast buck by doing very little work to port the game over to the switch make sure that it's running okay and then drop it on there and then just wait for somebody to buy it and that kind of sucks that really is not good for the platform as a whole and i know that for a long time we were telling nintendo listen you gotta back off and let people put the games on the system it seems like nintendo may have backed off too far um, I haven't seen the game Bingo, but I, I honestly can't imagine that Bingo would be a fun game for the Nintendo Switch. Um, what do you think? Do you think that there are uh, some shovelware on the eShop or am I just being, am I just being, how do I want to say this? Am I just being like an elitist jerk, you know? Uh, and it's possible that both things are true. Who knows? But I'm curious what you guys think. So let me know. Runjumpstomp at gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, putting in chat says it's not a fun game at all. Bingo. Yeah, it doesn't. It You know, just the idea of. And for those of you I who don't know what bingo is, um, I don't know if this is like an American thing or not. But bingo is this thing. It's often played in churches and people go to bingo and they turn this 
crank and it spins a little drum around and then they pull out a number like a ping pong ball or something that has a number on it and then you've got like a piece of paper in front of you that has like um letters uh, on the top and the and numbers on the side so they'll be like a2 so you find the a column or not a2 bingo it's b-i-n-g-o so b2 so you go to b and then you go to and you make a mark and then you keep doing that until somebody gets them all in a row and that's called bingo um vaxxer says i always feel like bingo is for old people um you know that's i i won't say that i'll say that bingo is for people who have very little else to do and i can find a whole lot other to do than to play bingo especially on my nintendo switch well i don't think that bingo is going to be getting uh, any awards i could be wrong but speaking of awards bafta is the british um something film television awards i, I can't remember um what bafta stands for but uh they have announced their uh their game awards nominees uh, they got this from Nintendo News uh, for best game. This is weird because this is it's March and they're announcing stuff from last year. So I guess they do their stuff at the beginning of the year for last year, which I guess is it makes sense. It gives people uh, who um, not people. It gives uh, developers who bring out their game at the very end of the year a chance for people to recognize it. It you know it kind of sucks if your game comes out like december 15th and nobody really gets a chance to play it because we're really busy uh vaxer is telling me what it is it's the british academy of film and television arts or bafta so there you go all right so let's take a look at the awards uh, or the nominees for best game assassin's creed origins which is sitting on the shelf behind me i haven't touched it yet because i've been too busy uh hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, Horizon Zero Dawn, awesome game. Zelda Breath of the Wild, awesome game. Super Mario Odyssey, awesome game. And What Remains of Edith Finch, I've heard of that, but I haven't played it or really seen anything of it. Um, you guys, if you listen to the show, you already know that I think Zelda should win that. Uh, artistic Achievement, we've got Cuphead, Gorogoa, Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild, and Uncharted Lost Legacy. For me, I would say that probably Cuphead. I really, really like the art direction in Cuphead. And that's the kind of game where even if you don't play games and you see people playing Cuphead, it like draws you in because you're like, what is this? I've never seen a game that has looked like this before. So I think that Cuphead beats out the others. Um... But, you know, that's that's pretty good uh, crowd there. Uh, audio Achievement, uh, Call of Duty, World War II, Destiny 2, Hellblade again, Horizon Zero Dawn, Star Wars Battlefront 2, and Uncharted. I would I would say Star Wars Battlefront 2, like, I, I have that game on my PS4, and I was playing it, and my wife was in the next room, and she popped her head in, and she's like, what are you playing? And I was like, oh, I'm playing the new Star Wars game. She, go, she said, it sounds perfect like absolutely perfect and she was right um star wars battlefront 2 the sound the sounds in that game are 100 absolutely perfect and like the the voice acting i think is great and the crunch of the stuff under your feet as you're running 
through uh, the woods on Endor is amazing. And I know that people love to hate Star Wars Battlefront 2 because of the loot box shenanigans that EA pulled. Uh, but I think that they did a fantastic job, not only with the audio, but also how gorgeous it is. Like, that game is beautiful. It looks like Star Wars, and it just draws you in. Um, for best British game, we've got Hellblade, Monument Valley 2, Reigns Her Majesty, The Sexy Brutale, Sniper Elite 4, and Total War, Warhammer 2. I have not played any of those. So, sorry, British people. Send me send me your games if you want me to play them, I guess. Uh, debut game, Cuphead, Goro Goa, Hollow Knight, Night in the Woods, Sexy Brutale, and Slime Rancher. Uh, my son played Slime Rancher. He liked that one a lot. I'm going to say Cuphead should get this one, although I have not played Night in the Woods or Hollow Knight because I've been waiting for those to come out on Switch. I know that Night in the Woods is already on Switch, but I haven't had a chance to play it. And Hollow Knight, I'm waiting for it to come to Switch before I uh, bother with it. Uh, but Cuphead was amazing. I loved that game. It was really, really fun. Uh, then Evolving Game. This is a game where it continues to... It may have come out not last year, but it's getting updates last year. And they had Clash Royale, Final Fantasy XV, uh, Fortnite, Overwatch, uh, PUBG, and Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. I'm going to say, when I look at this... You know, I've had much more fun playing Overwatch than I have playing Fortnite or Final Fantasy 15, and I haven't played the other games, so I'm going to say Overwatch. Uh, I love the changes that o that they make to Overwatch, enough that I've bought it twice. I bought it on PC, and I have it on uh, PS4. Uh, I really, really like that game, so Overwatch is my pick there, and you guys can feel free to disagree with me if you like. Uh, for family games, we got Lego Worlds, Just Dance 2018, Mario Plus Rabbids, Kingdom Battle, Monument Valley 2, Snipperclips, and Super Mario Odyssey. Now, part of me wants to say Super Mario Odyssey because I love that game so much, but I don't feel like that's a family game. For me, when I say family game, it is a game where it is designed for multiplayer in mind. And yes, you can play two-player Super Mario Odyssey, but I don't think that that really fits. Um, the way that I look at this, their list here, it seems like they're just saying these are games where we're not chopping anybody's heads off. And OK, that's fine. Um, of all of the games here that I think would be the best family game, I would probably say Snipperclips because that is a really, really fun game that you can play with anyone. Uh, Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle is also a really great game. But at the same time, I don't really think of that as a multiplayer game first. It's really more of a solo game for me. So I don't think that's a really great family game. Uh, but that's just my interpretation of what a family game is. Uh, next one says Game Beyond Entertainment. Uh, we've got Sea Hero Quest VR, Night in the Woods, Life is Strange, uh, sequel, uh, Last Day of June, Hellblade, and Bury Me, My Love. I've played none of these, so I have no opinion there. Uh, best Game Design, uh, Assassin's Creed, Horizon Zero Dawn, Breath of the Wild, Nier Automata, uh, Super Mario Odyssey, and What Remains of Edith Finch. And I honestly cannot make a decision between Breath of the Wild and Super Mario Odyssey. Like, that is a really, really tough decision. And so I really want to hear what you guys think uh, for best game design. Do you think, or or is it one of the others? But 
Oh man, that is a really tough choice to make between Zelda and Mario. And I, I, I think that I want to give it to Zelda. And it sucks because like I haven't said that Mario should win anything yet. And it definitely should win something. But Zelda was just designed so wonderfully. It's really hard for me to make that comparison. Uh, then we've got Game Innovation, Gorogoa, Hellblade, Breath of the Wild, Nier Automata, Snipperclips, and Edith Finch. And I'm going to say Breath of the Wild again. Uh, but I haven't played most of those games, so I don't know. Uh, best mobile game, uh, Bury Me, Golf Clash. I hadn't even heard of that one. Kami 2, Gorogoa, Monument Valley 2, and Stranger Things the Game. I have no opinion on these. I haven't played any of them. Man, there are a lot of... Cla- um, categories here uh best multiplayer game uh divinity original sin 2 i really want to play that but i haven't yet uh fortnite gang beast PUBG, splatoon 2 star trek i'm gonna say splatoon 2 i really have had a lot of fun playing splatoon 2 however it really sucks trying to play with your friends so i don't know maybe i would say fortnite but i haven't had as much fun with fortnite so if i'm just going off pure fun factor uh, there's a train going by. I don't know if you guys can hear it. Uh, I would say Splatoon 2, probably. And I haven't played uh, any of the other ones except for Fortnite. So, you know, you have to remember that. Uh, for best music, um, Cuphead, Get Even, Hellblade, Horizon Zero Dawn, Breath of the Wild, Edith Finch. I don't think that Breath of the... I mean, Breath of the Wild has cool music, but most of it is extremely subtle. And... Like, I I don't think that I would personally listen to, like, the soundtrack of Breath of the Wild, uh, except for that one piece that plays, uh, like, in the trailer. Like, that that song is amazing. Uh, But I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to go with Cuphead here. Cuphead, like, they knocked it out of the park with the music. They absolutely nailed the tone of the the art direction and the music direction, they went together so well. And I think that that was really amazing. Um, best narrative. We've got Hellblade, Horizon Zero Dawn, Night in the Woods, Tacoma, Wolfenstein, uh, What Remains of Edith Finch. The only game in this list that I have played is Horizon Zero Dawn. So that's going to be my go-to pick. That game has a fantastic story and a whole lot of fun too and i just i haven't finished it because i've just been too busy uh we've got two more categories uh best original property we've got cuphead horizon zero dawn Gorogoa, night in the woods PUBG, and what remains of edith finch i'm gonna go with horizon zero dawn i absolutely love the world that they have built and cuphead while is awesome uh horizon zero dawn just that felt like a real living breathing place to me and uh i absolutely loved the time that i spent playing that game which arguably wasn't very long i probably only 30 hours into it but it's fun it's really really fun and then last category is performer i think this is for voice uh voice stuff and i don't know who any of these people are so i'm gonna i'm gonna just pass on oh oh, okay i can see their names now so um Abubakar Salim plays uh, Bayek in Assassin's Creed Origins, which I haven't played, so I have no opinion. Uh, Ashley Birch plays Aloy in Horizon Zero Dawn. Claudia Black plays Chloe Frazier in Uncharted Lost Legacy. Laura Bailey plays Nadine Ross in Uncharted Lost Legacy. And Melina Jurgens uh, plays Senua in Hellblade. And then finally, 
the titular character of Edith Finch, played by Valerie Rose Lohman. I don't know because I've only played Horizon Zero Dawn, so I can't have an opinion here. But um, let me know if you guys, um, you know, what what you pick. Uh, what are your favorite uh, of your properties or not properties of your um, of your choices for each category? Um that that's uh that's a really good list and i feel bad that i didn't say that super mario odyssey should have won anything because i i just i mean zelda was just so good any other year and mario would have cleaned up but it just got elbowed right out of the way by link every single time i felt like uh vaxer says link from breath of the wild should win best voice actor award <laughs> Yeah, I don't think so, man. All right, let's move on. I'm a number one. Well, we've got some details about what rank X is. And uh, I'm not, you know, for me, I don't care about rank X. It's not anything that I will ever achieve. And by the way, if you don't know, I'm talking about Splatoon 2. I suppose I should have led with that. Uh, but rank X is now going to be added to the game in 3.0. They announced this as part of the Nintendo Direct. And people are like, what does that mean? So... Uh, here I'm going to go through what it means. They say if you're already rank S plus 10 or above, you will be automatically promoted to rank X when version 3.0.0 update goes live. If you are not S 10 or above, you will be able to climb to rank X by going up rank from S plus 9. Also, every month, the, Splat the Splatnet 2 app, that's the thing on your phone, I think, will display the top 500 rank X players for each one of the four rules. So when, when they say the four rules, they mean splat zones, tower control, rainmaker, and clam blitz. Those are the four rules that you play when you are playing in ranked mode. Uh, the app will show the rank X players that use a specific weapon a lot so that players can see who are the best rank X players using the same weapon as themselves, but not all. Um, so that's cool. If you are some one of the elite who are rank S plus, I'm like rank C plus, I think. I might be B minus right now. Um, I don't play Splatoon very much, uh, but I always have fun when I do, and I don't really care what rank I am. I just play ranked because I like the the modes uh, better than just painting everything. What's that called? Turf War. Uh, so, but that's not why I'm interested in this story because I I never put a story on that I'm not interested in. And so, why am I talking about this? Well, because there's more to this story than I've talked about. It's more than just rank X. Uh, right now, there are more than 20 stages that can appear in one of the four ranked battle rules. Again, that's Splat Zones, Tower Control, Rainmaker, and Clam Blitz. Uh, they say this allows for lots of variety in the stage rotation. It also makes it hard for a specific combination of stages and rules to go live at the same time. So because there's 20 different levels and four different, um, four different sets of rules... You know, the the idea that you would get um, I, I can't think of any particular place. So we'll say map 11 and rule four at the same time. There's a low possibility of that happening. So what are they doing to 
fix that, I guess. Uh, well, they say that's why from version 3.0 onwards, the stages for each rule will be selected from a pool of only eight stages, making it much more likely for a given stage to appear in a given rule. The pool of stages for each rule will be changed once a month at the same time as the rank X reset. Okay. So now that I've explained everything that's happening here, I'm going to tell you why I don't like this. Um, I don't like it because not not because I, I think that we should have more stages or something, but and it's not that I don't like that they're making a change. It's that I don't think that they're making the right change and what the right change would be for Splatoon 2. The thing that would make it uh, infinitely more um more uh, uh, popular than it already is. I mean, it's already incredibly popular for crying out loud. Uh, but what would make it even better is first off, fix it so it's much easier for me to play with my friends. There's that, I'm, I got that out of the way, I'm moving on. The second thing that would make it easier, or not easier, but better, is that if I got to pick the rules that I wanna play. So if I wanna play Clam Blitz, I pick that from a menu and then it just says, okay, now we'll, now we're going to randomly pick one of the 20 stages that we have available. And if you're playing at the same time, you can pick uh, tower control and it will pick randomly one of the 20 stages that are available and you would be playing against other people who really like tower control and I would be playing against other people who really like clan blitz. And I think that that would be so much better because there's a lot of times where I will log into Splatoon, I'll look and I'll see, oh, it's um, Rainmaker. And it's not that I don't like Rainmaker, but I wanted to play Tower Control, you know? And I look and I see that it's Rainmaker and I'm like, well, I guess I'll just play some other time. That's not cool. That's not the way that it should be. It should be that I get to pick the type of game that I want to play. And yes, I can make my own, um, oh, what's it called? My own room and invite my friends to it. But guess what? My friends and I, like, we talk on the Discord all the time. They are usually playing games at a different time than I am. And most of the time when I'm playing games, I'm not playing with my friends on my Switch. And it's not because, um, it's not because I don't have people to choose from my friend list is almost full. I had to delete a bunch of people that I added when the switch first came out, but I mean, I'm a podcaster and I get a lot of people adding my friend code and yes, I get to play with those people every once in a while. And every once in a while, people invite me to a game and I might say yes. And I might say no, but most of the time when I sit down to play Splatoon, I'm usually just playing by myself. Part of that's because Nintendo made it a pain to play with just a couple friends. You got to have a full team of four and everybody has to be rank B something or above in order to get into that. Uh, but I just wish that they would let us give more choices to the player. So let me pick the rules that I like and then give me a random map. And don't give me a random map out of a choice of eight or two or whatever it is. Give me a random map out of the 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 huge number of maps that you have i feel like it's a technical limitation to why they haven't done it because i can't think of any other good reason why they wouldn't do it this way well excuse me princess so i don't know how long ago it was it was at least a couple of episodes i talked about how pinball fx3 had 
said that they were going to patch in uh, higher frame rates for the Switch. And then they said, you know, you know what, it's, it turned out it was too much work for us to do it. Well, now they're changing their mind again. They, they have uh, said, the community has spoken. And as we pride ourselves on, do uh, let me st say that again. The community has spoken. And as we pride ourselves in doing at Zen Studios, we are listening. Zen is happy to confirm that we will in fact release a patch to bring all Pinball FX3 content up to 60 frames per second in handheld mode on Nintendo Switch this summer. The time between now and then will be spent achieving 60 frames per second in handheld mode and 1080p full HD in dock mode for all 30 plus tables in the library, plus testing and then publishing submissions to Nintendo. In the meantime, we will still proudly stand by the current Switch iteration of Pinball FX3, which currently boasts a very respectable 83 Metacritic rating. Nobody cares about the Metacritic rating. Uh, and we will continue to release exceptional content in the months to come. As longtime followers of Zen well know, we have been one of the most community-friendly game developers for over a decade. We have focused on long-term relationships with players and have pointed, provided extra value, whether it was brand new pinball platform for free, free content imports, or free DLC. We have always chosen to put players first. I hope you all can take this commitment to improving an already great game as a sign that Zen Studios truly values the players that support us and will continue to support you for the long term. Oof, man, that was that was a lot. Holy cow. Um, I, I agree with everything that they said. Well, except for the stuff where they're the most supportive. Like, I have no idea. I, I have no idea if they're the most supportive. And I don't care that they've got a 83 Metacritic rating. What I do care about is that I've played the game and it is fun. It is really fun. Uh, it's fun enough that on our Discord server, we actually have a pinball um, channel uh, where we were doing... Um, uh, tournaments and stuff and I might do another tournament uh, in the future I haven't decided but uh, the game is really fun and it's free there is absolutely zero risk to you to go out and download pinball fx3 for the Nintendo switch and honestly if there wasn't a big hubbub about there not being 60 frames per second I probably wouldn't have noticed so uh, it's not really that big a deal. The game is fun and that's what matters. And I like that they are uh, going to update it because they did say the reason they weren't going to update it is because they had to do it one table at a time and they've got 30 tables to test. So it's a lot of work. And I appreciate the fact that they're willing to put in the work because they want to better serve their community. So good on you, Zen. Well done. So I received an email from Rock Roberge. He is a listener and an awesome fella. And he said, hey, Bill, I purchased this uh, from Amazon and it is a keyboard for his Nintendo Switch. He said the keyboard works right out of the box and was only $13. While it's good for typing passwords, it really shines on Rocket League. I can now quickly type creative but clean statements during games and makes communicating while trading a breeze. Enjoy. So um, this is the Logitech MK270. I will find a link in the show notes or I will put a link to it in the show notes because the link goes to the wrong spot. Um, it is, I, I asked him, I said, is this a Bluetooth keyboard? And he said, no, it is not Bluetooth. It is a, uh, 
Uh, it, it, there's a USB dongle that plugs into, it's wireless, but it's a USB dongle that plugs into the Switch, and then you can type on your Switch uh, to people that you're talking to. And I can imagine that if you're like really into a game where you have access to chat like Rocket League, that would make a lot of sense. And for 13 bucks, I mean, that seems like a steal. Uh, so make sure that you uh, if you're looking for a keyboard uh, for your switch, uh, it seems like Rock Roberge found a cheap one that works really well. Three quick things to talk about, maybe four, I can't remember. Uh, the first is that my full review of Flint Hook is up on my YouTube channel. The long story short, it is a roguelike where you have a grappling hook and a gun and some bombs and a uh, time traveling belt. And the game is a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed uh, Flint Hook. But if you want to know my full review, we're already running long on this episode, so I'm not going to talk about it now. Uh, check out the link in the show notes so that you can uh, hear the review and see the gameplay and, and listen to me talk about it. Uh, Spawn Wave, who is another YouTuber, uh, he had posted on Twitter that he had a Nyko dock and it caused his switch to stop charging and play dead. So he may have lost all of his save data. And uh, I'm just making sure everybody knows that the Nyko dock, just stay away from that thing because there's been multiple reports of that thing bricking switches. And you do not want your switch bricked because Nintendo hasn't given us cloud saves. Hashtag save our saves, Nintendo. Uh, one last thing. Uh, on Amazon, Valkyria Chronicles 4 has been announced to be releasing on October 16th for the Nintendo Switch in North America. I am looking forward to that game. I'm not gonna pre-order it. I'm gonna wait and see what everybody thinks first, but I'm really looking forward to playing that game because I really enjoyed the first one. Well, if you are um, looking to get a hold of me and if there's something that I left out or a story that you want me to talk about, uh, make sure that you uh, get a hold of me at one of the ways that I mentioned at the beginning of the show. If you're looking for ways to support my content, head over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. All of the links there help me create more content. And thank you guys so much for the people who've already supported. And thank you guys for listening. If you're looking for a free way to help, just make sure that you share the show with a friend and make sure that you check out Noteblock and Tom Winter on YouTube. They are the musical uh, geniuses that gave us the music that you listen to on this show. I'm out of here and I will see you guys next time. Bye bye. Thank you.